<sighs> Welcome to the fourth installment of Find the Topic, where we have a very clear one today. I promise y'all, I know y'all like this motherfucker keeps saying that it's gonna be a new episode of HTNT. I'm tired of hearing this nigga Marcus just sit there and talk. When I'm finna hear Terry and him talk about something consistently. And I promise we're going to get something out. It's just this school shit and work. We got real conflicting schedules. Nah, we just don't be feeling like doing shit and thinking of something to talk about. That's really what it is. I'm not even going to lie. But um, this is the Remembering Uncle Joe podcast. Damn. I think it's episode four. Uh, Found out this morning. Actually, what I posted that podcast, I posted episode three of five, so I probably found out at seven. My uh, my uncle Joe passed away. I believe he had throat cancer. He was, I think he was in a lot of pain. So take it how you want it. At my, I'm gonna try to refrain my hardest from saying the N word because I know he didn't like it. But um, yeah, this is. It's crazy because he's like, was it is the ma- matriarch? Yeah, he's he's the matriarch. The family. I never met my um, my grandparents. That's my mom's oldest sibling. My mom was, grew up in the Bronx. Had four siblings. She was the youngest of five, I should say. Uncle Joe's oldest, about what seventeen years older, and they're kind of the same difference between my sister and I. Maybe that's the connection I'm drawing, but um. He did a lot of great things in his life. It's crazy talking about someone in the past tense. It really is. It's odd. It's an odd feeling. But we gonna gonna power through this episode. Because I'm doing good, I promise you. I mean, I'm not doing any worse than I'm doing on a regular day, I should say. (laughs) Uh, But... He was a he was a veteran. I don't think it was World War Two. That seems because he was he would have been born he, he wasn't born until like forty five. So he was a Vietnam. I believe it was veteran. Him and uh, his little brother. He was a Vietnam veteran. Uh, he I wonder I can't remember how young he had his um kids, but because his kids are closer in age. His kids, my cousins, are closer in age to my mom, like a lot closer in age to my mom than me, like by far. So he had them young. Um, oh, you didn't have to have them that young. It was big age gap. Oh, I said we gonna find a topic, and we found a topic, and now we just can't find a topic within the topic. Uh, my uncle Charles would be ashamed of me that I couldn't just spout this history off. I used to get quizzed on <laughs> this stuff. But I'm not sure what happened in between him having kids and then him going to Chicago. I think his kids may have been born in Chicago. I'm not even sure. It's a shame I don't know that. But, um, and he's living in Chicago as long as I've known him. He's living in Chicago. Um, and he's been doing his thing back there. He does public works. I'm almost 
certain because I'll never forget that part of the quiz because it was been ingrained in me. He did public, he's been doing public work stuff in Chicago. He's been serving that community for at least 20 years, I'm pretty sure. Probably a lot more. Or I guess he had been. He probably, he still is though. His legacy is probably going to be upheld. Hope they get a little, a bench after him or something. But, um, maybe I'll add something else at the end of this or I'll add um, some type of, I don't know. But just, uh, because you know, you can't post about, I don't know. You just can't, you can't, I can't find the words. And it's much easier to not be able to find the words on a podcast than on an Instagram post. Which I already posted, but I'm going to delete them. Um, but yeah, bro, it's real crazy. Because, like, the effect of this, I think, I'll see is really wide. Because what, they got between the five of them, they had just some quick map, two, four, seven, nine, nine. Well, like 14 kids, I want to say, give or take one or two. I have 14 kids, just as many grandkids, at least, at least. Um, a couple of them are great grandkids, or great grand, well, great, great nephew, great nieces. But you know, in that family, everyone is everyone's. That's just Uncle Joe. Uh, and the only people he ain't Uncle Joe to are the people that wears Grandpa Joe. <laughs> well, because my, the way that side of the family set up, we make new additions each year. And it's like, who, who honking at me? Uh, oh, he's trying to figure out who honking at him, too. He he real G. He stopped in the middle of the road. Looked left and looked right like, who the F honking at me? But, um, um, that's really crazy. Um, so yeah, this is the podcast. Remembering, remembering, dude, remembering Uncle Joe. He can't, one of the funniest memories of, and is he gonna run the red light? What is wrong with people? Tell me she not, tell me he not, tell me he not going. Tell me he not going. Yeah, he did it. He ran it. And he's just cut across four lanes. And a Yui. And he is gone. Wow. What a way to start the day off. I just saw the most black guy in a beat up minivan driving I've ever seen. But yeah, um, I remember because um, he grew up through segregation. I remember my mom telling me stories about them and her and their dad. There were certain places in like um, down south in North Carolina, Georgia, where it was like whenever they were in town, they would all go and they'd eat at the counter, and it was like a big ass thing because it was like. Dude, there was a time. Well, not not just there was a time like that's for our generation. There was a time you couldn't eat here. There was a time literally where they went in there and couldn't eat at the counter. 
you know. And that dude's a, that dude was that's crazy was a walk in history book, you know. Like I remember it between them and then they got their uncles, aunts, and distant aunts, I believe. You know, and, and you never even know how you relate to someone in that family. You just know that you are. Um, and I remember they had me interviewing people to do oral history, and one and one of the questions I like, who are your oldest? Who are the oldest relatives you remember? Because you know, black people now you're dating back to the tw- ten. 10s, 20s, because their parents are born in the teens. So you're dating super early 20th century. And he's like, and he was like, well, it was real strict in house because my, my grandparents were slaves. Not born, not like born slaves, like they grew up slaves. So it was really crazy. Because that that's not far off in history, you know. You can do the whole slavery is 100 and whatever years ago, but. It's not very far off in history. And then, like, you can only do that in a place like America that's already a young country to where 130 years is... Um, 130 or 50 now is, like, half of its lifespan so far. But if you look in terms of fucking civilization and... Civilization, yeah. It's a lot shorter. Um... Oh, I just parked on the wrong side, didn't I? Damn. You're about to get on my ass. I'll eat the vibe. But nah, man. It's real crazy. Dude was wise. Just wise. I remember coming. He came out here. Because he wanted to get some JJ's fish and chips. Fish and chicken, I mean. That man, that man could salsa dance. I remember so I'm going on my uh, civil rights tour because my auntie, she leads a lot of stuff and big, big money. Um, he gets a lot of big money investors and stuff to donate money to get kids on these civil rights tours learning about their history. And this one, you, know, you flew down to Atlanta, you drove through Atlanta, um, through Bama through Jackson, Mississippi, all the way through Memphis, and he turned back around it and cut back through. By the way, Mississippi is somewhere, I guess you should go. Oh, is there someone that has their car that I'm looking at? Oh, shit. Um, Mississippi is one of those places, yes, you go once just as, like, your journey to, like, see history, and then you don't go again, willingly at least. Um, But I'm down there. And it's like, usually everyone's worn out. Because my Aunt Karen, she's just a whole agenda person. So she's like, we're packed throughout the day with shit to do. From morning. And then especially the morning. Usually we go two days in a spot so that we could sleep in when we first got there. Or sleep in, yeah, the second day. Because we would travel in the morning. we travel... Because it's still dangerous for black people or anyone to travel at night out there. So we travel in the mornings, um, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. We'd leave. We'd travel, like, we'd leave just in time for everyone to be up for the um, for the hotel breakfast, which I remember because they served biscuits and gravy. It was the first time I had it. It was magnificent. <laughs> so 
usually that night, you, you never really got a free night because it was either the night you got there and you're tired because you've been up since five or it's the night before you leave the town and you're asleep because you know you're about to get up at five. And I want to say we were in Memphis because I'm rest in peace as well. Emmett Till's cousin, um, he was um, a friend of the family, I believe. And he, um, I don't think he even came to speak. He had spoke at Solano one year. So he came to speak, or not speak, he came because I believe he was already down there. And my uncle's like, Uncle Joe's like, hey, we're doing salsa lessons, let everyone know. And I want to say it was in Memphis because I think we were in Stax Records. And he had the salsa, salsa shirt on. He was like, we're going salsing. I don't care what John Karen says. Oh, I done gave away her name. But I don't care what your auntie says is happening. I don't care. Salsa lessons, everyone everyone invited. If you're under 30, it's mandatory. <laughs> Because to them, if you was under 35, you was still a child. Like, my people I see as adults, they was like, okay, Uncle John, we'll show. So I'm walking, and I feel bad for them because we in we in Memphis on, on Beale Street. Beale Street lit if you over 18. Like, I was walking through, and I had fun just watching everyone over 18 have fun. All 13, 14 years of me. But, you know. And I'm up there, and he's just, like, lively. This is, what, seven years ago, max, five, six, seven years ago. So he's 70, and you wouldn't know. He's just out there. He's saucing. He's cutting in with everyone. He's like, what are you doing? But this is how you do it. He's dancing with everyone. He's moving. He used to, um, during our, I don't know if you call it a family reunion, but it's just a, it's a big concert thing. Which thing, and it's like if you're available, you go down. But he he'd always get a hotel, let everyone in. Well, he'd let everyone in the pool. <laughs> so I knew that it was like we didn't run to this many black people this weekend. Why are there this many here? We're like we're taking fifty plus people family photos. We we <laughs> we we got two rooms rented, but the, we got seventy showing up to breakfast. <laughs> So we over here, we doing this and that. He got the pool open, all 70-something years old, and him getting in the pool swimming with people. <laughs> Timing races, racing people. But yeah, he, up until, like, he got diagnosed with his, um with the illness, with cancer, he, he was still lively. He was still out clubbing. <laughs> he was... <laughs> Because I want to say, um, he would go out clubbing, or not clubbing, like salsa dancing and stuff. And his daughter had a boyfriend. They were like 40-something, I believe. His daughter would have a boyfriend. And they were like, he'd find out they were going the same night somehow on like Facebook. <laughs> so they would be, so he, the daughter boyfriend would have to go and pick up dad. <laughs> dad and stepmom. And that she had to come, he can pick them up, and they all ride together. And I know that was like a test for him. He was like, "You're, you're bringing your dad," <laughs> but he cool dude. He come out here, he came around one of my friends. He came out here with my friend, um, just chilling with the JJ's um, fish and chicken. Is it fish and chicken? I think it is. But, um, 
gave him money. It was like, oh, you you made it past eighth grade. Good for you. Because back where he came from, everyone didn't make it past eighth grade. My auntie, the esteemed professor and, like, activist. I don't say activist, but, like, you know, youth coordinator, probably, community leader. She barely made it out of 10th grade because she was fighting everyone. She was part of the uh, integration in New York. So she had to fight every day. And then they saw her, her like, reading levels, and they saw 13, So and they didn't believe it. A black person could read so high, so they thought she, that it was supposed to be third grade. But uh, this already gone on way longer than I thought it would. But I don't know, that was just... That man could salsa, think he could mambo, mamba, whatever it is. He, he could do everything. He could. He just it was a lively spirit. Yeah, it's weird to say it was about someone like that. I think it is. <laughs> I can, I can kind of see myself be like that. Not for a long time, hopefully though, because I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna, ooh, I do need to learn how to salsa though. I need to learn all the dances. I'm gonna be that guy. But it's also weird thinking about like I don't have the family set up. Like, you just have family structure, but, you know, my sister's too much older than me, my niece is too close to me. We don't have enough, we don't have enough siblings to be able to pull off, like, a full, powerful matriarchy like they did, which is why I think it's going to be crazy raising a kid, because you, I got this huge part of the family that's extended, like, we, yeah, we hold tryouts at the reunion pretty much every year. Bring a friend there. If we like them and they like us, then sure, they can keep coming back. But whatever. <laughs> All types of family friends, they kids turn into cousins. There's countless people where I don't even ask how they were related. And honestly, we're related. <laughs> and that's, I just don't ask if someone's related. It's just like, oh, this cousin, blah, blah. It's cousin. So I think... It's like, it's really good. They created such a, I'm really blessed to have such a structure around me of supports. Theoretical support system. Who's backing out behind me? You can't drive to save your life, taxi. Um, Such a family support system, no matter, even though everyone just escaped California when I was like seven and everyone's on the East Coast now, you know? But it's like, that's connections, you know? I'm not going to say, like, well, I was on here just two hours ago talking about playing some, I'm alone, every night alone. Like, I'm not going to sit here and cap and act like, I'm never alone and I can hit up anyone whenever I want. But you know what? You need a job or you need a place to stay in any city down south or on the west coast, they got you. Or in the Midwest, or in New York, or in Texas, you know, and that's what matters. You know, you show up when Brad needs a job, when you need a place to, you need a couch to sleep on, you need a car to sleep in, and that's what families for. They're not there to fight your battles, your mental battles with you, you know. You got the members that'll help you with it. Like, I'm I'm there for anyone, but mostly that's my friends, you know. Because the family, we, when we get together, it's a joyous time. We don't want to be sad, you know. 
no one wants to be sad. That kind of adds on to what I was talking about in the episode before this. It's draining being the fun nigga. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's really nice to be able to look back on someone's memory and it's like, damn, they they, they had they had fun. I had fun with them. That's a success. They I feel they had a full and successful life. And that's the that's the rest in peace, Uncle Joe podcast for you. <laughs>